Uh, good morning and welcome to today's webinar, How to Turn Strangers into Happy High-Value Clients in Three Easy Steps. Uh, my name is Sharad Agarwal. I'm the CEO of Cybergear and uh, founder of OnlyWebinars.com. Uh, I am pleased to welcome our speaker, Neeraj Shah. Good morning, Neeraj. Hi, good morning, Sharad. Yeah, so Neeraj, yeah, so for our audience, uh, Neeraj is back with us for the third time. And uh, he's obviously very popular uh, with our audience and we love to have him back. And he's, uh, as you know, a guru on LinkedIn. Uh, he has his own business uh, called Titan Mastermind, which he operates from Mumbai, India. And I'm happy to collaborate with Neeraj and provide our audience uh, valued content. And I'm sure in today's webinar, uh, you'll learn a lot of tips, uh, which uh, Neeraj will be sharing with us. And uh, they will help you in networking, in uh, finding new customers. And uh, let me just share a little secret with you before we get started. Uh, as some of you might know, Cybergear has been around for 25 years uh, in the digital space. And in the last 25 years, uh, we never hired a single salesperson. Uh, and this is true uh, because we always get our business through our strong network. So be it uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, what have you, networking works and I can promise you uh, that's a good way of generating organic leads. And uh, it has worked for me uh, terribly well. And uh, I recommend that you uh, spend a good amount of time, especially on LinkedIn, if you are looking for to generate B2B leads, it works perfectly. And I'm sure Neeraj will certify that. And um, I'm sure it works for him as well. So uh, I'm going to hand it over to Neeraj for the next 45 minutes to present uh, uh, you know, this topic, which I think is very relevant for all of us. And after Neeraj is done with his presentation, I'll be happy to address uh, your questions. I will be asking Neeraj to join in and answer your questions. Uh, so Neeraj, over to you and uh, please educate us. Thank you so much, uh, Sharad. So uh, how do we turn strangers into happy high value clients in three very simple steps? So the, the first thing that I want to really cover, and you know, I, I'll cover a quick story as well after that, but is the, the, there are three key things that I'd like to cover. Number one, the key mistake that stops people from generating new clients and actually turns strangers off. And it, any given stage, sooner or later, we're going to have to talk to strangers and uh, get them to be engaged and interested and then develop them into clients. So I'm gonna take you through that particular mistake and not to make it. And then I'm gonna take you through three very easy, simple steps that will help you leverage the power of social selling. And I'll take you through what social selling is because that is the key that is gonna help you turn strangers in to high paying clients. And then thereafter, I'm gonna share a, a six step framework that I have been using incredibly well for the last 18 months that have produced incredible results. It's helped me grow my brand and really monetize it into a, a new niche, into a new business. So let me do this. Let me uh, share uh, my screen right now, okay? Uh, there we go, all right. So hopefully you're able to see uh, my screen. Yes, so uh, quick, quick press talk. Uh, before COVID, my business was essentially a uh, offline business, a training and coaching consulting business. And I, I was meeting with my clients uh, offline. And when COVID happened, obviously, like so many businesses out there, we had to really, um, you know, pivot. And... I, I found myself saying, okay, what is the best 
that I can do. And I, I've been kind of toying with uh, LinkedIn for a while, but not really actively uh, using it. But I decided to then uh, get super, uh, ex you know, into uh, LinkedIn. And I was then able to get some incredible results. Now, I just want to quickly uh, show you my, my iPad just, just suddenly went off. Yeah, give me a second. just want to quickly... Um, Put this on. Okay, so you should be able to um, see my screen. Just a second, yeah. right? Yeah, that's and, good news. And, yes, good news. <laughs> and 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 what happened was that using the principles that I'm going to be sharing with you, I decided to focus on a specific niche, which is uh, LinkedIn. And I went on to join another network, uh, which was a company called Genius U. And Genius U has about 1.7 million entrepreneurs worldwide, which it works with. And using the principles that I'm going to share with you in terms of social selling, uh, I went from being, you know, someone who was ranked 2,560, and you can see that there were 2,566 um, uh, mentors. I was really at the bottom of the pile. And within a period of six months, I was able to get to this particular ranking, which is um, 14, uh, you know, so I was in, I'm in the top 20 um, mentors. And um, just last uh, week, you know, you, you will see uh, here, that um, I, I've been actually uh, named run, runner-up in terms of the top uh, mentors. So I'm essentially in the top three uh, mentors. And I ended up launching a LinkedIn uh, course uh, for their clients. And we you know, helped them generate tens of thousands of dollars, but not only that, uh, it ended up helping me uh, get on the limelight and build such a strong personal brand in a short time that people hum, uh, which has interviewed the likes of people like uh, Dr. Marshall Goldsmith and so many global thought leaders, I actually managed to make their power list of the top 200 global thought leaders. So how did I end up uh, doing that? Okay. Uh, first things first. You don't want to end up making this particular mistake, which I've, I've seen this happen throughout, okay? Which is premature solicitation. Whenever I've seen people network, and it doesn't matter whether they're uh, virtually networking or they're meeting face-to-face, uh, -face because I know a number of people have started now to meet face-to-face, -face, okay? And the analogy that I would like you to use here is, you know, that you want to avoid premature solicitation. And I'm going to share a relationship analogy that will make sense to you. So uh, girl meets boy, and on day one, <laughs> uh, boy proposes to girl. What happens, you end up getting a slap on your face. And this is typically what people end up doing. They've just met a stranger and you know, it's like you shove your, your digital visiting card or your actual visiting card and you go into your sales pitch and you try and sell to people. And that is the number one turnoff. And I've seen people do that on LinkedIn constantly. It, it happens to me every single week. Someone will send me a connection request. I will accept it. And straight after the connection request, the next message is, oh, this is my product and service and I'm selling. Okay. And if you really want to leverage this particular platform and generate high value clients, then you've got to stop doing that. So the question is then what do you end up doing instead, okay? 
And there are just three simple steps, okay? So the first thing that you've got to do is you've got to become visible. Who are some of the key movers and shakers? And you've got to become visible to them. So with this network that I joined Genius U, I started becoming visible to the key people. I became visible to the founder and his uh, second line of management, to some of the key uh, mentors, other coaches that were there. I, I began to uh, reach out. So the first thing is you've got to be visible. I'm going to be taking you through a six-step framework which shows you how you can exactly do that. The second thing that you've got to do is you've got to become credible. And I'm going to show you how you can begin to build credibility. Okay. And it is a process. It is a sequential process. You can't jump from, you know, uh, being visible and straight going to credible, or you can't uh, say I'm credible straight away. And then the third step is profitability. Okay. And this particular process, uh, I, I was involved with a business network called BNI. And I started BNI here in India and scaled it up to over 10,000 plus um, businesses across 28 cities. So, you know, I, I kind of was doing this day in, day out, and I really understood it. And if you then begin to um, translate this onto a platform like LinkedIn, which has 774 million users now, um, you have the top management that are there. You have key decision makers, four out of five people on LinkedIn are decision makers. You have very high value uh, potential clients. The, uh, th this is another stat that you should uh, know that 41% of people earn more than $75,000 on LinkedIn. So not only do you have people who are decision makers, but you have people who earn um, high incomes. And when you translate this onto LinkedIn, then you've got to look at it from this particular angle, which is you've got to have people get to know you, like you, and trust you. And again, this is a process. And you can't just jump from no to trust because it's just simply not go going to happen. So you've got to end up really building a strong personal brand, okay, which people get to know you and like you. And then you're able to move them to trusting you. And then they'll want to do business with you. It, it is going to take a little bit of time to do that. But if you know exactly how to do that, then you can speed this particular process up. So let's talk about why you'd want to do that. Okay. And one of the key things when you have a strong personal brand, uh, th there was a little post that I had done a um, couple of weeks ago where, you know, you had um, Ronaldo, who, who just recently signed up uh, to play with Manchester United. And all the Premier League uh, football clubs, they have 184 million social media uh, followers. Yet... Someone like Ronaldo has 335 million. So, you know, people like to connect with a person. They relate more to a person. And whether you're looking at someone who's a footballer or someone who's in business, um, Microsoft has a certain number of uh, followers on social media, but Bill Gates has a lot more. 
Uh, Tesla has a certain number of followers, but you know, uh, on Twitter, Elon Musk has you know, so many more. So the personal brand is so important. And if you're going to use this particular platform, even if you are having a very active LinkedIn company page, your LinkedIn profile is going to have 10 times more visibility and traction. And, and therefore, it's very important that you know how to build a strong personal brand. And the key thing about the strong personal brand is that you, if you become a titan in your niche, you become a very well recognized brand, then you are able to really, uh, what happens is you're able to move up this value line very quickly. And it is people who are really super strong uh, personal brands that can command that top 1% of pricing. And, and what has to happen in the process of you building a super strong personal brand, you're able to get across this key thing. And I, I'd like you to write this down. Incontestable value. Because if you don't have that built up, then what happens is if you're unknown, then unfortunately you're at this lower, lowest tier where you will be challenged on price, okay? Whereas if you begin to improve your brand building and you become more and more well-known, then you will move up. Uh, you might then compete on price and or your pricing may get accepted, but when you become really that top 1% in your industry and niche, then you get the best clients. You outperform people in terms of profitability. And building incontestable value is having a systematic way in which you're able to not only build your personal brand, but also monetize it. Now, it may be monetizing it in terms of your career growth, or it is monetizing it in terms of getting uh, high paying clients, okay? So let's look at some of the key things that you can do that is going to help you. So this is the key framework that I'm gonna be uh, taking you through. And you will notice at the center here, uh, of this, okay, you've got to know who is your ideal client or your ideal audience, okay? Because that is the hub, that is the center of the universe as far as your particular brand and business goes. If you understand who your ideal client or your ideal audience is, then it becomes very easy to begin to do all of the other things. And we, we begin from pitch, we move to profile, we then uh, build the right set of prospects, we publish, we productize, and we then have a very clear profit pathway. So let me take you through these things in more detail. The first thing that we've really got to put together is we've got to put together a, what I call a painkiller pitch. This is perhaps one of the most underestimated parts of building a strong personal brand. People are attracted to people who can solve problems. They're attracted to companies that can solve problems. And I just want to share two uh, quick case studies where we had Amit who decided that instead of being a distributor, he wanted to now move up the value chain. And he decided to become a manufacturer himself and get distributors. And he was in the premium lighting segment. We worked 
on really zoning in his pitch. And we were able to do that in a short time, which during uh, COVID, we helped him land 19 new premium lighting distributors. And these were in each um, city uh, across India, we identified who were some of the top people. You know, if he could wave as much as one, who would he want as his distributor there? So we really had a list of the most powerful influencers in this particular market. And because we got the pitch right, he was able to get phone calls with them and convert them. And it generated a million dollars of new inquiries and projects with, which are already underway uh, using this. Uh, there was someone else from the coaching and training uh, institutes, and he was looking at helping people, um, helping people really uh, learn English. And he kept on saying, oh, you know, I'm, I train people on English. And when we worked with Tiersh, we understood that, in fact, he was not in the English training business, but actually he was in the business of helping people get promotions. And typically what we found out was that his target market were mid-level executives who had been passed over for a promotion because their written and spoken English wasn't good enough. And when we crafted that into a powerful USP, and my definition of a USP is not unique selling proposition, but unique serving proposition, uh, he was able to get a 300% increase in his business in nine months. So that's the power of getting this right. And when, when I say it's gotta be a painkiller pitch, you've got to identify between a need to have versus a nice to have. And what do I mean by that? Okay, think of something like this to be a, a multivitamin, and that would be a nice to have, okay? But if, if I've got a headache, then something like a painkiller would be essential. And right now, because budgets have got tight, we, people are very particular about where they spend money. It's not that they're not spending money. They are spending money, but they want to make sure that it is something essential. So if you make sure that your pitch talks about how you solve the key number one problem that your audience has, your target market has, then you will be able to put together a very powerful pitch. Now I have a formula and I wanna quickly, very quickly take you uh, through this, okay? So SA stands for who is the specific avatar. Which one? Shikam. Okay. Who is the specific avatar, the target market? Okay. Then C stands for a currency that you help them get a result. So typically there are four key currencies. You know, one would be related to uh, revenue, kind of profits. Another one would be related to wealth. Another one would be related to relationships. And last one would be related to someone's uh, health and well-being. Okay, So typically, you've got to zone in on one of those and say, okay, what is the number one problem that we solve? Now, M, you've got to make sure that you help people get a measurable result. 
So what is the measurable result that you help them get? Okay, so with, with Piyush, we identified that, okay, you know, we will help you get your dream job in the next 90 days. So it's something which is very measurable. And here, T stands for, you've got to have a certain timeline that you help them achieve their result. And then minus P, uh, what are the problems typically your target market faces that you help solve? So take, for example, in my case, uh, without wasting time, without confusion, and without spending a fortune on marketing, okay? Because those are things that I know I end up solving. What is the core currency? I help uh, clients win $10,000 plus clients using LinkedIn in just 15 minutes a day. So that's the currency, that's the measure and the specific timeline. So if you have this, then it's something that you can use throughout. You can use that in an introduction when people ask you, what do you do? You can use that in your LinkedIn profile, in the about section, in the headline, all sorts of things. So these are things that really open up conversations, okay? So, so that's all related to the pitch. I just want to check in with people. How are you guys all doing? Uh, just uh, if you can put in, um, you know, uh, some comments, uh, that would be great. Is this all making sense to you? Just have a quick sip of water in the meantime. Okay, Ritesh, specific avatar is the ideal target market, the ideal customer, okay? Awesome, okay, so let's, uh, let's keep it moving on because I have a lot of content to cover. Uh, P stands for problems that you end up solving. So without uh, what problems or what frustrations do you save them from that you know your target market doesn't uh, like? Uh, Ali, have a look at my first line of my uh, about section in my LinkedIn uh, about section and you, you'll see the first two lines should be uh, uh, that. And plus look at some of the people that um, have given me recommendations and testimonials. Have a look at their about sections and you will see uh, some great examples of um, you know, these painkiller pitches. Okay, next, what you've got to do is the, the pitch is essentially your promise, okay? And now what you've got to do is make sure that your profile is congruent with the pitch. The profile is congruent with the pitch. It is going to attract the end client, the target market, the perfect prospect that you are trying to attract. And... There are five key things that you want to get right as far as your uh, profile goes. Number one, your profile photo. Your profile photo is the most viewed part of your photo. And just like, say, I'm, I'm going to use a fun example here, okay? Say like uh, Tinder, okay? That's a dating app, right? Uh, your profile photo is going to make a difference whether someone decides to, you know, swipe left or swipe right, you know, just like that, it actually makes a difference. When you send someone, say, a connection request and you have a good profile photo, that actually causes people to have a first positive impression, okay? So number one is the profile photo. Number two is your profile banner. Does that amplify your authority, credibility, or expertise? Authority, credibility, or expertise. Those are the um, three things that we want to do. And 
people are very visual. The brain, uh, you know, is able to process visual information much better. So, you know, they will look at your photo first, and then, you know, they will end up looking at your banner uh, second. So you've got to get that right. Next is your headline. And your headline is just underneath your name, okay? And you want to end up using some key words that, you know, think, think in terms of SEO. What would your target market be searching for? Because why? Because LinkedIn is a search engine. Uh, not only is it a search engine, but it is so well optimized for Google that LinkedIn, uh, your LinkedIn profile, if someone searches for your name in Google, is very likely to be the first thing that shows up. Okay, And if you use the right keywords there, you will be able to get um, a lot of search appearances. Otherwise, you are going to be invisible on LinkedIn. So this is part of your visibility factor and people being, uh, you being visible, okay? Next thing that you wanna make sure that you get right is the about section. And what I'm gonna say quickly here is that the first two lines of the about section are the most important. And that's where you actually need to put in your painkiller pitch because people, if they wanna read more, they will then click on see more. And that actually entices people to want to see more if you put that together in a good way. And it actually acts like a sales page for you. For the people who are actually interested in working with you, they will read through that uh, or skim through that um, you know, because they want to know. And this again, will build your authority and uh, credibility and expertise. And lastly, you should at least make sure that you have some recent recommendations and you at least have five plus uh, recommendations on your profile, okay? This is social proof that you are good. Rather than you saying you are good, uh, it lets others, the other people who work with you, they are saying you are good, okay? So it's like, say having a Yelp review or a Google review or something like that, uh, all of that makes a difference, okay? And, and some of you may not also know that if you are using the services section, then you can have up to 20 uh, star rated reviews on your LinkedIn profile itself, okay? It's not a very well uh, known, <laughs> a fact, but you can have that, okay? So if you set this up in the right way, it makes you very visible and people begin to get to know who you are. They begin to also like uh, you, okay? Now, let's keep this moving uh, forward, okay? Now, one of, one of the best ways in which you can really become visible is if you publish. And why? Because 5%, actually it's less than 5%, it's 4.9%, only 5% of the users, of the total users on LinkedIn, publish content. Therefore, if you are one of the 5% that is publishing quality content, then it's all these, you've got all the eyeballs. You are immediately able to grow your personal brand. You not only become visible, but you can then use publishing 
to build your credibility. Okay. So how do you begin to do that? Okay. So one of the easiest ways there is that you begin to post. And if you begin to take your expertise and turn it into short, easy to consume posts, then you will begin to get the right target market and begin to engage them. And this is very, very important. So let me share some key uh, your parts. First, you've got to create content which is problem aware. Why? Because your end clients are very aware of their problems, but they may not even know that there is a solution available. So if you talk about something related to the problems, it's immediately going to grab their attention. You know, that's why when they use headlines, which are negative headlines in the news, uh, they know it's going to get the eyeballs. So if you agitate, if you start a post with a key problem that they face, it's going to hook the reader in, okay? So that should be, you know, 70% uh, of people are actually problem aware. Only 15% are solution aware. And you can then begin to unpack your intellectual property, your expertise of how you've helped people in a similar situation. You can use things like case studies. Uh, you can use how-to posts, uh, document posts. You can even use a poll which talks about the problem. And then you're able to give some solutions. And then what happens is people begin to become aware that you know the problem, but not only that, you are, you also have a solution of that. And then last is when we call people are results aware. And, and, and the best way to do that is through case studies and testimonials. Again, this is the, um, you know, this is the social proof that you're able to help people get results, okay? Now, one thing I'm gonna tell you here is I have a content formula, okay, which is the 60, 30, 10, okay? So 60%, I share inspirational uh, content, inspirational content, okay? 30% is I share my, uh, sorry, 30% is my expertise. So I share posts using my expertise and 10% are what I call promotional or kind of sales, direct sales uh, type posts, okay? So you will notice that it's 60, 30, 10, 60% inspirational. And I just wanna show you, uh, there's a post that I did, okay? And, and this is an example of uh, one of the posts that I did recently, okay? And you can see that uh, it, it is a kind of a hero's journey kind of post uh, about, you know, something that happened about 20 years ago and then, you know, how life is now, okay? And you can see here the uh, reactions that I've had 
over 356 reactions, 130 uh, comments, and it's had some 33,000, nearly 34,000 uh, views. One good post like this can suddenly skyrocket your visibility. I, I had a 500% increase in the number of people coming to view my profile, okay? It is nothing related to my business, but it, it is something about, you know, some key challenges that I faced, and then, you know, how was I able to solve them, and sharing some key anecdotes, okay? And it, it really uh, worked well. Uh, there was another post that I did, uh, which went viral and it was uh, right now, what I would say, one of the things that's working is um, polls. Polls are working really well. Okay, so I wanna just show you quickly that I did a poll and uh, this particular poll, uh, I asked something that was contentious and I was asking, you know, is your LinkedIn profile more important than your resume or uh, CV? Okay. And then I ended up tagging some uh, key uh, HR and recruiters uh, on it. And you can see it's had some 2,300 plus votes. Uh, it's closed now. Um, it had 50 likes and 114 comments, but again, 108,000 views. Okay. Again, it drove massive amount of uh, traffic. And not only that, within this, I, I had said that, look, I actually have a checklist. If you want to, you know, because in my book, you know, the LinkedIn profile now is more important than a resume, okay? And if you want to upgrade your profile, then I, I offered a checklist and all people had to do was type the word checklist below. So this helped me then also generate leads. Okay, so uh, these are simple things that you can begin to do, which help you uh, get the right publishing done, highlight your expertise and help you move forward. Now, how do we begin to do that? A lot of people get stuck with content. So let me help you uh, do that. This is how we end up productizing your business and you can use this to actually help you create content. So do this on, you know, draw a line, you know, you've got two faces. One is a happy face on the right. On the left, you've got an unhappy face. So that's where the journey starts. And what do you help people do? What are some key milestones? So let's just say that we help them cross three major milestones. Let's call them A, B, and C, okay? And let's break down each major milestone into three uh, simple steps, okay? So A is steps one, two, and three. Uh, B is broken down into steps four, five, and six. C is steps seven, eight, and nine. And if someone ends up taking all of these particular steps and successfully implementing them, then you will take people to the promised land, which is to help them get the results that they really desire and want, okay? And that actually, you can then begin to create stories and posts around that. And you can also end up creating a visual roadmap, which is very easy for people to understand, okay? And this becomes content pillars around which you can begin to create content. Not only that, this can actually even be used uh, to audit prospects, to find out where they currently are, what their current situation, 
and this will increase your sales. This will increase your conversions. You can use this as part of your sales process. And if you are selling complex products and services, then having a roadmap like this is a visual way, a visual way. Remember what I said earlier, that the brain processes visual information much faster than text. So this is a visual way in which you can then create marketing assets and begin to visually map out your expertise. And then here, what you can do is you can build a product line, which is showing you know, that you have a particular roadmap. Say here, this is a uh, low price product. This is a mid price product. And maybe this is a uh, high priced uh, product. Okay, so you're able to have a range of products because what I found is that when people have gaps, they make it hard for people to get started. Someone say you have a product and your main product is $100,000. They may not start initially with $100,000. But if you have something which might be, you know, like 3,000, then, you know, that might be a product that they, you can get them started with. It helps build trust. They get to know you, like you, they enjoy, they can see the results. And then it's easier to graduate them to high level products. Now, some people, some companies out there, you don't want to save a lot of time. They, they understood that you have a solid brand. They've understood the expertise that you bring to the table, okay? And that's why if you build a solid brand, there are some people who will immediately go to your highest price product, or if not that, your mid-level product. And it, what, what it does is it compacts your sales cycle because the, you know, they've been seeing you They've been seeing that you're able to, uh, what's the problem you're solving? They know how you're able to solve it. They see the kind of results you're able to help people get. And when you do some of those promotional posts, which invite people to uh, do business with you, it could even be through a direct message, uh, then people will jump and say, yes, I'm, I'm ready to go ahead with this. And this is why it's important to do that. It also makes the business a lot more scalable than having to do, you know, um, completely bespoke things every single time. It also helps you to build some very strong niches uh, and kind of audiences. Okay, lastly, let's come to some product some profit pathways and if you really want to build a solid profit pathway and monetize the strong personal brand that you're building then you need to follow this particular formula the first thing you need to have in your, in your system is some way of generating leads okay which is lead generation then you need to have some way to convert the lead into a prospect and a paying client. V stands for value maximize. So you know this is why I was showing you this particular product line here. And it goes up so that you're able to even if you get a client at a lower price point, you have a roadmap where you're able to help them graduate to hire more profitable products. And then the A, if you're able to build in some automation to help you do the lead generation conversion and the value maximization, then you will have a predictable 
and consistent cash flow. And that is the key if you want to make sure that you have a solid brand and you've been able to monetize it. So you're going to be able to use this particular platform and to be able to do that. So take, for example, I have key elements also within my LinkedIn profile that help convert, uh, help generate leads, uh, help convert leads into prospects, help existing customers to move up the value chain, all of those particular things, and they've been strategically thought about. I hope this is all making sense. Um, I've covered the key things that I wanted to cover. I wanted to leave some time for uh, Q&A. Um, so, Sharad. Yes, uh, uh, thanks, uh, Neeraj. Uh, I have uh, picked up uh, you know, a lot of important tips uh, from you. And uh, I have a couple of questions to start off before I uh, put forward the audience questions to you. Yeah. Uh, in, if you remember, Neeraj, we first connected, uh, got to know each other through LinkedIn. Am I right? Absolutely. Yeah. So you, I remember last year sometime you had reached out to me based on a post that you had seen on LinkedIn. And then we uh, got on a Zoom call and we thought of uh, doing these webinars for you. And uh, down the road, we, this is our third webinar. Uh, you were very generous in connecting me to some members of your network, like Terry Vincent from Australia, who did a webinar with us. Uh, you also introduced me to a large international entrepreneurs group of which I'm a part of. And uh, in two weeks, we are hosting a webinar for them. So why I'm uh, you know, relating the story or retelling the story is, uh, LinkedIn really helps you build a good quality network. And if you follow the tips that Neeraj has shared with you, uh, you can have some quality people in, in your network. It of course takes time, right? There is no magic wand. It, uh, you have to uh, you know, be posting regularly quality posts, which brings me to my uh, question to you, Neeraj. Uh, let's say a person like me, whose day job is running a digital agency, right? Uh, how much time should I be spending overall on social media? And as a percentage, how much on LinkedIn? Let's say per week. What is your advice to me? Um, I may be a bit too biased on LinkedIn, okay? Right. And I'll, I'll tell you one of the reasons why. Uh, my target market is on LinkedIn for the reasons that I mentioned earlier, that I'm looking for people who are decision makers and um, people who are already successful and uh, can spend money, okay? So, you know, these people, I, I'm able to find them on LinkedIn. They, they're not only are, are active on LinkedIn, but the LinkedIn search functionality helps me to refine my search across seven key filters including the type of industry, the previous job, the current job, uh, and also um, job titles, so that I'm able to uh, get in front of exactly the right people. I'm able to uh, connect with the right people. So, so that is super important. Um, right now, what I would say is that, uh, because I also deal with entrepreneurs, my target market is also on Instagram. And uh, Facebook has become just way too noisy. And the organic reach on uh, Facebook, uh, it's become a pay to play platform. So, uh, you know, you, you're having to um, spend, uh, you know, a good chunk of money to be able to get a return. Not to say that there's not a return possible. It is possible. But as I've shown you from some of the posts I showed you, you know, 34,000 views, 100,000 views, you know, the organic reach of LinkedIn 
is amazing. The right. way it allows you to find the right people is amazing. Uh, right. So for that reason, I would uh, spend time on LinkedIn. What I do is typically I spend um, 15 minutes in the morning uh, from 8.55. Uh, then, you know, just before I have lunch, I'll spend another 15 minutes. And then at the end of the, uh, you know, the day, uh, before I knock off uh, work, I'll do another 15 minutes. So I end up doing right. about 45 uh, minutes. Uh, you know, where I, I'm not always posting. I only end up posting three times uh, right. a week, but I'm engaging. I'm, I'm reading. Yeah, absolutely. Day. I've been reading also that ROE is the new ROI. Am I right? Return on engagement is the new ROI. And, and the only way you're going to be able to get a return on engagement is if you build relationships. If yeah. people uh, see you as a person and get to know you. And that's why doing a personal inspirational post uh, has had such a big impact um, you know, on my business. So don't just make LinkedIn all business and uh, people don't get to know you <laughs> as a person. Yeah. You, you want both. Yeah, so I'm very quickly going to read out a few comments which are there on the chat. There's one that's come in from Sally. Uh, she says, excellent insights. I understand avoiding an immediate pitch if you are messaging someone. What kind of things instead do you connect on to build your relationship with direct messaging instead of pitching? You want to say something on that very quickly? Yeah, so it's uh, the things that will initiate conversations and keep conversations going. So think like it's a direct message sent via WhatsApp and, you know, like a friend is introduced to you, you know, so, you know, look through their profile, do a little bit of homework, uh, find commonalities, find similarities, saying, hey, I, I was going through your profile, um, I found this. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm also interested in this, would love to learn more, uh, and then ask a question. So then, you know, it gets the conversation going, uh, because that's the transition point, okay? And, and then uh, you, you can talk a little bit about your work, and then you can talk uh, more about, okay, hey, I have this particular resource, would you be interested in? Uh, so then, you know, it's step by step. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's how you can get people off LinkedIn and get into the inboxes. Because right. if they say, yes, you know, I, I want to, uh, I want that resource. Oh, you know, let me know what the best email ID would be to send it to. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then you can use some automation using things like uh, email automation. Yeah, I think that's a great tip. Uh, and I've been using that and it works really well. There's another comment from Udayan Kelkar, all the way from UK. And uh, he says uh, he finds a lot of personal content being shared on LinkedIn. Is there a danger of LinkedIn becoming another Facebook? What do you have to say on that? Um, I, I'm, I'm going to disagree if you set up your profile in the right way. And it's fully optimized so that it acts you know, as uh, a serious sales page. And the other thing is that make sure that you only accept uh, connection requests from people who fall into your target market and you engage with posts that are from people from your target market. Because then what will happen is that the LinkedIn algorithm will understand that these are the kind of people that are important for you and only keep showing you more of that. Right. Uh, Vipul pipes in uh, and he says, uh, do you think inspirational quotes work for C-suite people? Uh, in, inspirational quotes do work. Um, what you've got to do is not just have the inspirational quote, but maybe have some bit of a write-up uh, to that, where at least maybe it might be six lines or something, and where you're asking for something um, in terms of an engagement, you know, are you agreeing with something like this or, you know, or you might pick up something which is contentious and disagree uh, with it or, uh, you know, my, my point of view is, you know, something else because people are interested in that and, you know, it gets the conversation going because 
the more people that end up commenting on your post, the algorithm picks up that, hey, this is something important. And then it begins to show more and more people uh, within your network and then outside of the network. Right. And also uh, Kamalis, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Uh, his question is, are there specific days or times when the posts get more engagement? What's your experience on this one? So I, I went about doing a poll on this to find out first, when do people actually log on to LinkedIn? What are the typical timings, okay? And what I found is that, that you know, uh, more than 50% of people do it before 10 a.m. Uh, sorry, before before midday. So, you know, if, if you kind of look at uh, the initial, uh, which is like, I don't know, uh, uh, I, I had done, I think, timings from uh, between 7 to 10 and, you know, uh, 10 to 1. And, uh, you know, I, I had more than 56% of people uh, saying that. So what I'm going to say is that I do my posting um, in the morning, uh, just before nine. And typically you'll see a lot of my posts around 8.55 a.m. And I seem to be getting good traction despite a lot of people complaining that their organic views have died and, you know, uh, they're getting much less views. So right. I would say that. The other thing is that people, um, the evening time is also another time which uh, got a good response. So you might end up then putting some comments of your own or tagging some people, but then you don't know who those people are, who, or you might keep a note of who are some of the people who end up commenting on your post in the evening. You know that, right. okay, these are typically those sorts of users. I think the right. other thing is be aware of what time, uh, if, if you're working across different time zones or different geography, then know what time is their normal work day. Right. So you might wanna start uh, there. Yeah, a couple of more quick questions. Uh, Vipul wants to know, do videos work on LinkedIn posts? Uh, videos used to work well. Uh, Polls have taken over completely right now. Uh, you are getting 80% more engagement with polls right now because it is you know, very high engagement and uh, LinkedIn likes that. Uh, the video views have been coming down, not to say that videos still don't uh, uh, work, uh, they do. But what I would say to you is instead of video views, something which has much higher views, is document posts. So take, for example, uh, Sharad, the kind of document post that you used to uh, talk about this webinar, okay, which yeah. is, is like slide deck, you know, yeah. that works. So, you know, polls, documents, videos, um, inspirational uh, text posts, you know, which are long text posts with a photo or and a strong headline, okay. Uh, posts that are working very well right now, as I've shown okay. you. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. And one more quick one. How often should one be updating their profile banner and their profile itself? Uh, you should keep your profile uh, updated regularly. Uh, so, you know, every quarter look to update it. If, if you are someone who say into events or launching some major thing, okay, then I think the LinkedIn banner is a great place to tell the world about it, you know. So, you know, if you've got a major event coming up, then you should use that. Uh, and, and then, you know, you, sh you should have one of your main ones, you know, which is your normal one. And then, you know, you should have an event-based uh, uh, one. Um, so, so, so that's what I would say. You should be looking to get maybe um, a couple of new recommendations every month. Right. And I'll let you into a secret. One of the best ways to get a recommendation is if you give good recommendations. Yes, I think that works well. And uh, those are all very handy and practical tips. Uh, I've got uh, almost 20 points that I've noted uh, since you started in years. So 
Uh, likewise, I'm sure the audience has uh, got great value from this webinar. So it's uh, time for me to uh, thank the audience uh, for investing their 60 minutes with us. Obviously, a big thank you to Neeraj for sharing his wisdom with us. And for those who might have missed out or you want to share this content later with your friends and your network, there will be a recording and a podcast of this webinar available later today on onlywebinars.com. So do check in and keep sending your comments even after this webinar through our website. Uh, you know how to reach me. And Neeraj, how can people reach you after this webinar? Can you share your credentials one more time? Yes, so uh, nirajshah.me, I'll just um, quickly just share. Can, um, yeah, and while you're putting your email address and your website there, um, I would request uh, all of you to, uh, you know, be connected with Neeraj on LinkedIn. And I promise you good things will start happening. And uh, for starters, he always shares rich content. It adds a lot of value. I, actually, I, I, I have something, I have a, a small free gift uh, for, for people that, okay. that will help them. Uh, so let me just share that. Uh, I will just share that. Just give me a second. And I'll go to okay. While you're doing that, I also want to tell the audience that we have a lot of more exciting webinars coming up. There's one tomorrow and then a couple the week after and uh, very action-packed October. So uh, do make it a point to uh, check out our uh, calendar on the website, onlywebinars.com. You'll see a lot of uh, interesting webinars. And one, the best comment I've got so far from one of our audience members is that they do uh, a webinar binge watching. This is a new phrase I picked up. So I thought people were doing binge watching on Netflix. But uh, there's a new breed of people coming up that get a lot of value from webinars. So have a look. And uh, yeah, Neeraj, so what are you sharing with the audience? Can you walk yeah, us through that? I, sorry, sorry I, uh, let me share that. Okay, so hopefully you should be able to see my screen. Yeah. So if you see this, lp.neerajshah.me, uh, n-w-r-a-j-s-h-a-h.me, okay? Uh, you will be able to get a uh, LinkedIn uh, checklist, a LinkedIn profile checklist. So, uh, and you can see my uh, website is here, nearachar.me, so you can find out about me there. Great. So uh, thanks again, audience and Neeraj. And Neeraj, before we sign off, I have to tell you that uh, you had a uh, 96% attendance throughout the webinar, hardly any uh -huh. dropouts, so which is highly, highly engaging and one of the highest in all the webinars we've done thus far. So uh -huh. uh, you will have a free gift coming your way from me in the mail. So look out for that one. All right. Awesome. Yeah, thank you all and uh, see you on the other side. Stay safe and be good. Bye-bye.